Support for this podcast and the following message come from State Farm. Manage your coverage, pay your bill, and even file a claim with the State Farm mobile app. With a network of 19,000 agents, you'll have someone local to talk to about options. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In Cherokee Nation, a feud has been simmering for more than 180 years. I always joke that the Ridges and the, <laughs> the Rosses are like the Montagues and the Capulets. We've been fighting for so long that people don't really know why, but in Cherokee, we, we know why. That's next week on Code Switch from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, who's at home in Nashville. Hey, Ann. Hey, Robin. And from his lead-lined underground lair in Maryland, Stephen Thompson. Always good to be here. It's New Music Friday, that day of the week when a whole bunch of albums come out. The NPR music team listens to hours and hours of them and finds the ones we love the most, the ones you should listen to now. It is April 10th, and we've got new albums out today from Laura Marling, Hamilton Lighthouser of The Walkman, and a whole bunch more, including this one we're starting off with from The Strokes. It's called The New Abnormal. They've been saying you're sophisticated The Strokes, their new album is called The New Abnormal, and the song we're listening to is called The Adults Are Talking. Now, The Adults Are Talking. It's hard for me to believe that their debut full-length album, the much-adored Is This It, came out almost 20 years ago. It was a real landmark album for that time. This is their sixth album, and honestly, I think it's one of the best ones they've done. The songcraft, the production, the lyricism, and energy they bring to it, I feel like it all came together. They really feel reinvigorated. I agree with you, Robin. I have to admit, when the Strokes emerged back in, at the dawn of the 21st century, I had a little bit of attitude about them. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was living in New York and I thought, you know, there's plenty of bratty New York rock and roll boys. Do we really need more? But they became legends, especially for their generation. And then their career kind of drifted, you know. But but this album has a focus and power and uh 
And the producer helps too, Rick Rubin, of course. Yeah, this is the first Strokes album in seven years. And it, it's amazing because it really does. It's, I guess we're speaking to our own ages here, but it really does feel like yesterday that this was like the buzz band. This was like the young, right. scruffy kids. And now you look up and it's it's six albums in 19 years. And you hear a, a band that sounds a little bit richer and a little bit more mature. You know, when you think of those early Strokes records, you think of those like three minute songs you could bounce a quarter off of, you know, these really, really tight yeah. streamlined songs. And these songs have a little bit more of a, of a sprawl to them. And, you know, some more of like those synths to go with those guitars that everybody associates with that early stroke sound. And you get, I think a record that that's, that's really satisfying. An album this really reminds me of is Vampire Weekend's mm. album, Father of the Bride. Not to, you that. know, belabor an obvious comparison, both New York bands, both sort of from the same time period but it has a similar focus and real adult feel to it, I think. The band is The Strokes. Their new record is The New Abnormal. Let's go next to the singer-songwriter Laura Marling. Laura Marling is back with a, a really beautiful new one called Song for Our Daughter. Only the strong survive Only the strong survive Only the wrong relive their life We've been here a thousand times Wish I could go back and find Letters I wrote you in my mind Perhaps I could unnoticed from this awful bind Most I have forgot or over-refined Love is a sickness cured by time Love is a sickness cured by time Bruises all end up benign Love is a sickness cured by time This is Laura Marling, the singer-songwriter Laura Marling. Her new one is called Song for Our Daughter, and this cut we're listening to is Only the Strong. This is a record that was originally scheduled to come out in late summer, I think towards the end of August, actually, but she bumped it way up to today, moved it up because she hoped it would bring a little light into everyone's life, something we all need right now. And, uh, man, I thought that is exactly what this record does. It's just a beautiful, moving listen. Yeah, I think she is just such an absolutely remarkable talent. I mean, when she first surfaced, uh, she put on an album called Alas, I Cannot Swim when she was 18. And, you know, I think we probably talked on this show just like, oh, my God, the incredible potential. Oh, this 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 inc- yeah. this new artist with so much potential. <laughs> and she's spent the last. She's, she's pretty good. Yeah, she's, she's spent, pretty, she's pretty she's good. spent the last 12 years meeting and exceeding that potential. I like she has put out great record after great record after great record. And they all feel different. You know, her last project was this electro pop duo that I think we talked about on this show, uh, this duo called Lump. But I am especially drawn to her solo material you know she 
She's moved around in the world a lot, and this is kind of the first record she made at home. Uh, I think that's part of why this record feels so appropriate for its time. And she said in a press statement about this record, how would I guide my daughter, arm her, and prepare her for life and all of its nuance? And this record really is about that. One of the many remarkable things about Laura Marling is that in some ways she is a traditionalist. Uh, The connections between her music and uh, the music of the classic singer-songwriter era, both the English version of that and the American version, are very evident. I mean, to my ears, nobody really does justice to Joni Mitchell's legacy the way Laura Marling does. But the thing about Laura Marling is that she takes in influences like that, and she is so herself within the tradition. No one else can make these songs, even as they speak to the past and to the greats. And on this particular album, the use of the choir is so interesting. You know, the women's voices backing her up. Of course, Laura Marling is a feminist. She has an incredible podcast about women in music called uh, Semper Femina. And women's voices are the key to this record, reminding me a lot of Leonard Cohen, someone else who used women's voices in a similar way. But again, it's only Laura here. It's, it's, she is the only person who could have made these songs. Laura Marling is the artist. Her new one is called Song for Our Daughter. A grateful world breathed a sigh of relief when she dropped it early. <laughs> Any other artists out there, if you're wondering, should I sit on it? Should I just go ahead and put it out now? Put it out now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go next to the singer Pokey Lafarge. Pokey Lafarge is back with a record called Rock Bottom Rhapsody. Pokey Lafarge, his new one is called Rock Bottom Rhapsody, and this song is End of My Rope. I have to admit, I've largely seen Pokey Lafarge as kind of a novelty musician, someone who I looked at and listened to, and I thought, you know, he dresses up like and attempts to sound like an old-timey country blues artist from another era. Dress-up music isn't my thing, but (laughs) this new album, (laughs) this new album is incredible. It feels more genuine far less affected and I think more fully realized than anything I've ever heard from Pokey Lafarge. Pokey Lafarge is a mainstay in the Americana scene at this point. He does really tap into some vintage sounds for sure, but I agree. I mean, I think this record melds sources from different eras so brilliantly. I I know, Robin, we were talking before we uh, got into our our blanket bunkers and you were saying (laughs) it makes you think about gospel Elvis. 
Yeah. I hear great blues artists like Jimmy Reed or Slim Harpo. And I also think you could hear classic big band music in this or, or doo-wop or whatever. There's so much. And even 60s uh, singer-songwriters like Jimmy Webb or Glenn Campbell, somebody like that. You know, it's it's a really interesting mix of elements. Well, first, I want to speak up on behalf of Pokey Lafarge's early dress-up music, uh, Robin. Oh, I like it. it too. Don't get me wrong. I am not standing Costume on. Music. I am not standing on Robin's side. Yeah, that, I think you? his early records are terrific. I think if you watch his Tiny Desk concert, which is kind of from the early era of Tiny Desk concerts, you see a lot of really raw musicality and songwriting chops. I think what he does would not work at all if he didn't have a real gift for songcraft, and I think that comes through in a big way on this record. This is his eighth album. Uh, He wrote it after moving from St. Louis to L.A. and experiencing what he describes as a fall from grace. He basically bottomed out, just kind of hit a new low in his life. He wrote this record before that fall and recorded it after that fall. And along with the rebirth that came with it, he had a spiritual awakening that comes through a little bit in these songs. But it's I think there's a really heartfelt quality to this music that comes from hitting this very serious moment in his life. You know what I I think it is, honestly, for me, is he's vague on the details of whatever he went through before this record. But it feels to me like whatever he went through was a real wake-up call, and the stakes feel a lot higher Mm -hmm. on this record than anything he's done before, and more meaningful, I think. I think that's right. And the playing is great, by the way. Great band. Pokey Lafarge is the artist. His really wonderful new record is called Rock Bottom Rhapsody. Let's do one more before we take a break. Completely different. This is from the artist (laughs) known as Midwife. Midwife, her new record is called Forever. This is Midwife, the artist known as Midwife. Her new album is called Forever, and this song is Swim. This is the music of Madeline Johnston. She's a multi-instrumentalist and singer from Denver. Um, This is another one of those records where I felt like, you know, it's admittedly a bit broody and melancholy, but really, as Stephen, as you you like to say, really slows the blood in a wonderful way. Yeah, she uh, Madeline Johnston describes her sound as heaven metal, which yeah. <laughs> which Im- implies a, a, a heaviness and also a dreaminess. I think this record 
lands a little bit more on the dreamy side of that equation. But what you get is this blissed out, fuzzed out, ambient, very soothing quality. And like, actually, like the Pokey Lafarge record, it's written from a very dark and sad place. And I think that, as you would say, Robin, raises the, the stakes. It's inspired by the death of her friend uh, and roommate and collaborator, a guy named Colin Ward, who died in 2018. And she wrote this record as a, as a tribute to him. Well, this really hit me in my in one of my sweet spots because I love that veering toward gothic rooted in Sonic Youth and in the Kim Gordon side of Sonic Youth noise meets melodicism and emotionality thing. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> We've talked about it with artists like Chelsea Wolfe or, or EMA. Stephen mentioned her friend Colin Ward, who passed away. You can actually hear him on one of the songs on this record, a cut called CRFW. Death is not violent. If you ask the leaf on a tree in autumn if it is scared to fall off the branch, it will say, I have given all I am to this tree, and I am tired, and I'll float on down now. So he's reading a poem, and the, the reading goes on for several minutes. And then uh, Madeline Johnston's music drifts in, and it's just this dark, droning, and, and really beautiful wash of sounds. thinking, you know, that of course death is very sorrowful and that's much of what informs this record, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't beauty or purpose in the life that was, you know, led. Oh, absolutely. And so it's true. something I, I always tell my kids, you know, um, don't be sad that something's over, be glad that it happened. And I feel like that's something that Madeline Johnston is trying to convey in part with this music. Midwife is the artist and the record is called Forever. We've still got a handful of albums that we want to highlight and play for this week's New Music Friday, plus our lightning round of other notable releases for April 10th. But first, we need to take a short break. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. Like NPR, State Farm believes in helping keep people informed. Whether it's by answering insurance questions or by filing and tracking claims, your neighbors at State Farm are there when you need them most. Check out the State Farm mobile app to connect with your agent or find the right policy, all in the palm of your hand. When you need your agent on hand, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code SONGS. BetterHelp. Get help anytime, anywhere. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers and Stephen Thompson, and we're looking at the best new albums out on April 10th. We start the second half of our show off with Hamilton Lighthouser. His new solo album is called The Loves of Your Life. Oh, Tonight I wish that we could join 
This is Hamilton Lighthouser. His new album is called The Loves of Your Life, and this song is called The Garbage Men. He, uh, uh, of course, is best known for, to some anyway, for his work in the band The Walkmen, but that band's been on, you know, indefinite hiatus for years now. This is Hamilton Lighthouser's fourth solo album, and I fell in love with it really pretty much immediately. This is the opening cut from the opening notes of this opening track all the way to the end. I thought he just really sustains this wonderful sense of wonder through the whole record. Well, there's a real purpose behind this record. The concept of the record is basically that Hamilton Lighthouser sat down and wrote a bunch of stories about people he had encountered in his life. Not necessarily the people closest to him, but just like sometimes it was strangers he met along the way. But he sat down and wrote a bunch of stories, and then he sat down and wrote a bunch of music, and then tried to pair them up. And you get these sketches of interesting lives, heavily fictionalized. Uh, And I think this is a terrific record. He made it at home uh, in his home studio called The Struggle Hut. And I'm just disappointed that he stole the perfect name for my recording studio here here at home. (laughs) Struggle Hut. That's what we call our living room. I'm at least going to think of it as The Struggle Hut uh, from now on. But what a time to have made a record at home, right? When I was listening to this record, what it made me think about was early David Bowie. There's a kind of a boisterous, almost glammy spirit to these songs, even though, as you said, Stephen, he he made them in a kind of a private space. And the storytelling reminds me of Bowie as well. You know, early songs like Queen Bitch or something like that, that really are um, casting the songwriter as an observer. Songwriters can be our greatest storytellers. And I think Hamilton Lighthouser is joining in that that game, that important game. Well, I really love this one. I'd like to see it end up on, on some best of the year lists when we get towards December. Hamilton Lighthouser, the album is called The Loves of Your Life. Let's go next to a new one from Active Child. The artist known as Active Child has a new one out today. It's called In Another Life. Active Child, the album is called In Another Life. The song we're listening to is called Weightless. This is Pat Grossi. He's a multi-instrumentalist, originally from New Jersey. And this is his third full-length album, his first in five years. And as you can hear in this music, he's got this beautiful falsetto, makes this nice, moody kind of R&B that really reminded me a lot of James Blake. Such an interesting mix of, as you said, Robin, post-soul R&B. He's toured with James Blake and a choral classical church music element. There's a real sense of legacy going back centuries on this record. Well, and a legacy going back in his own life. 
Pat Grossi grew up singing in the Philadelphia Boys Choir. Um, there you go. And that choral quality has run through all of the music that he's put out in the last decade. So I'm really glad to hear him back. And you know, this is an album. You know, he's now he's in his mid 30s, and it's an album kind of about changes in his life. You know, things like becoming a dad. But that sound has only grown more assured and more polished. And he's still sticking to that very beautiful whirring and clicking electro pop with that choral feel. I think that sound really suits him beautifully. Active Child is the artist. His new one is called In Another Life. Let's go next to Watkins Family Hour. Watkins Family Hour has a new record out called Two, Brother, three. Sister. This is Watkins Family Hour. The album is called Brother, Sister, and the song we're listening to is called Keep It Clean. This is Sean and Sarah Watkins, who are, in fact, brother and sister. He plays guitar and she plays fiddle. They're based out of Los Angeles, and like Active Child, this is their first album in five years. Uh, Just a really beautifully produced mix of covers and original songs. Well, of course, uh, the Watkins siblings are best known as members of Nickel Creek along with Chris Thiele, revolutionized bluegrass music and created a whole new lane within Americana music with Nickel Creek. So for the brother and sister to come together again, having, you know, tried different things, Sean has his solo stuff as well. This record has that feeling of comfort, I think. You know, it has that feeling of, hey, here's my prime collaborator, the person that I have worked with for literally my entire life. And I'm just really feeling that on this record. And I'll also say that like all of the work that the Watkins siblings produces, it's rooted in tradition, but it also has such a great pop sense and um, it fits right in with whatever your idea of indie or art rock is, you know? Yeah, they're just such pros. Part of it comes out of the fact that for the last 18 years, the Watkins Family Hour has had a residency at Largo in L.A. doing these weekly gigs. And, you know, they've got so many friends in so many genres that they've just been able to put together these records that are absolutely masterful. And, you know, you listen to a song like Keep It Clean. You know, there aren't a ton of guests on this record compared to the last Watkins Family Hour record. But that song alone has uh, David Garza, Gabby Moreno and John C. Riley, And you can spot their voices instantly as they pop up through the song and that that joy kind of permeates this whole record watkins family hour the album brother sister we have one more album that we want to play for this week's new music friday but first there are a handful of other notable albums we should mention for april 10th 
Starting with the band Adult, their new one is called Perception is As of Deception. This is a real uh, synth-heavy electro-dance-pop group. Adult, Perception is As of Deception. A band that is a new discovery for me, one called Stay Inside. I'm not kidding. It's called Stay Inside. (laughs) And their new one is called Viewing. This is a New York band. They sound kind of like a screamier version of Me Without You, if you know that band, a real artful rock record from them called Viewing. Tori Lanes, the Canadian rapper and singer, has a new one out called New Toronto 3. And uh, the last one for me I'll mention is Trace Mountains. Their new one is called Lost in the Country. This is the music of Dave Benton. He was in a relatively short-lived band that I really loved called Level Up. Lots of comparisons made over the years to Neutral Milk Hotel. Uh, played them on ASC. I played Trace Mountains on ASC a couple of years ago, and now they're back with a new one called Lost in the Country. It's a great week for our country and Americana music. The legendary John Anderson is back after a spell with a really strong album called Years. Worked with Dan Auerbach on that one of the Black Keys. One of my favorite uh, Nashville honky-tonkers, Webb Wilder, has a strong release, Night Without Love. Um, Maddie and Tay, the female vocal duo you might remember from the sassy and revolutionary song Girl in a Country Song, they're back uh, with The Way It Feels. And then stepping out of country and Americana, if you want a little Latin jazz, Afro-Latin jazz in your life, the composer and pianist Arturo O'Farrell has a new one called Four Questions. Well, I've got a few uh, veteran artists that I want to shout out, including the Dream Syndicate, kind of a college radio staple of the of the 80s. Uh, They had a comeback in 2012 and have started releasing records again, led by the great Steve Wynn. Uh, Their seventh album is called The Universe Inside. It is five songs that span about an hour. Um, So a much more of a sprawling sound there. Joe Satriani, the uh, best-selling instrumental rock guitarist of all time. He is now 63 years old. His 17th album is called Shape Shifting. Uh, the band Local H, uh, which had a huge hit in the 90s with a song called Bound for the Floor, they're celebrating their 30th anniversary this year. They have kept putting out records, really good records all this time. Their first album in five years is called Lifers, appropriately enough. Uh, Ultimate Fake Book, the power pop, uh, pop punk band's first album in 16 years is called The Preserving Machine couple other records I wanted to mention. The um, very politically charged folk singer Eliza Gilkison has a new album called 2020. She has such a great version of Bob Dylan's Hard Rain on that record. I just have to shout that out. It was just, just, just good yeah. to listen to right now. She's a badass. And uh, an Irish singer-songwriter I always love to shout out named Rosie Carney. Uh, she's got a lovely new EP recorded with Thomas Bartlett, a.k.a. Doveman. Her new EP is called I Dreamed I Was the Night. All that music out now on April 10th, along with this last one that we want to play. I can't really say the name of it, but uh, <laughs> it's spelled S-T-R-F-K-R, star effer. Star faker. Star faker. It's star faker, right. <laughs> Their new one is called Future Past Life.
this is the band Star Faker, Star something like that. <laughs> Their album is called Future Past Life, and the song we're listening to is called Dear Stranger. I don't know, has there ever been a band with a starker disconnect between its name and its sound? I mean, you, you see this band, S-T-R-F-K-R, you expect a group of like these rowdy kids just tearing everything up, and it's the music is just this thoughtful psych pop that's got this really nice light touch to it. They really finesse everything. I love this record. Yeah, like you, Robin, I expected something a lot more hard charging from the name. I mean, there is a little bit of an electro pop feel, but it's much dreamy to go with the kind of a synthy feel. Uh, the singer songwriter Josh Hodges. Uh, a few years back, 2014 or so, was traveling in Amsterdam and met up with a few musicians, jammed and came up with some of these songs, and those songs stuck with him, and those songs ended up forming uh, this record. There's kind of a cool, low-key dreaminess to these songs that are a little bit lo-fi and yet still with a richness to them at the same time. Yeah, I the, the whole mid-tempo and mood, it stays pretty even throughout the record, but there is this little sense of restlessness in these songs. And the singer Josh Hodges, he sings a lot about being stuck in this in-between space where there isn't a lot of resolution, but more questions. And I think that mood is really fitting uh, in this case for where he is. Star Effer, Star <laughs> Faker, <laughs> Star S-T-R-F-K-R. <laughs> the album is called Future Past Life, and that'll do it for another New Music Friday Home Edition. Thanks so much, Anne. Thank you so much. And Stephen. Brought to you from the Struggle Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Robert. If you'd like to go back and hear full versions of all the songs that we featured on this week's New Music Friday, you can see and hear the full list on our website. Go to npr.org slash allsongs. You can also listen in Apple Music or Spotify. Just open those apps and search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist. And as always, keep up with all the latest from NPR Music with our weekly newsletter. You can sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. That's all one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Stay strong, everybody. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs>